To all the woke 20-somethings who don't actually give a shit about anyone but themselves, I gained 12,000 Instagram followers overnight, and all I had to do was say that Hamas terrorism is wrong. The assault that Hamas made on Israel was outside the circle of civilized human behavior. This was a, a barbaric, savage act that they performed. How at the hospital, sir? People all over the region um, are upset about the hospital and don't necessarily believe uh, you or the Israelis that they didn't have anything to do with it. Do you have a message to the people in the streets right now? Well, I can understand why in this circumstance they wouldn't believe. I can understand that. And, but uh, I would not, you notice I don't say things like that unless I have faith in the source from which I've gotten it. And I'm not suggesting that Hamas deliberately did it either. It's that old thing, got to know how to shoot straight. Welcome to Media Roots Radio. This is Robbie Martin. And this is Abby Martin. So, yeah, we've been, uh, we've really been kind of hoping to get a chance to do an episode about what's happening in Gaza right now because it's so crazy and everything's just getting so intense, uh, more intense by the day. Um, so I don't know how you want to start this out, Abby, but, uh, I guess. Maybe let's start out with something more, a little bit separate from the actual conflict itself. Um, and that is basically what seems almost like a repeat of the intense wave of like Islamophobia and hysteria we saw directly after 9-11 among, I would say, more right-leaning people. But it's I don't remember ever seeing it this bad Um since 9-11 and I don't know if you're seeing as much of that like on social media as I am but it does definitely seems to be coming from people who are like not necessarily Zionists or people who are not Israeli um but what is what are your thoughts on that oh yeah I mean luckily I don't have cable news but just seeing the wave of hatred and just visceral anger from conservatives um and even you know Zion, a lot of like liberal zionists oh yeah a i mean lot, i saw yeah. sarah silverman sarah silverman just yesterday saying why do these people deserve electricity and water i mean it's really gotten to that level of discourse where it's just palestinians are completely subhuman and it is it really does harken back to 9-11 because we know palestinians were essentially blamed <laughs> initially for 9-11 we had israeli officials going all over tv saying Welcome to our war on terror. And now there's just this redux today where they're saying this is our 9-11. So it's all folded together. It never was separated. And it is greatly disturbing to see how much the Islamophobia has resurrected. I don't think it ever truly left. It was just kind of bubbling beneath the surface. But this is their moment. This is their moment. Israel enjoyed the peak of sympathy i think for that they're ever going to get because they barely waited a couple hours before they just um unleashed genocide 
And that's what we're seeing happening today. But I mean, it is crazy. Just the comments and the just just everyone on social media. I mean, I can't really tell because I'm specifically targeted by like a lot of Israeli media and a lot of like Hasbro sock puppets. So it's kind of hard to see what is authentic and organic in terms yeah. of my end. Um, but I mean, just the bloodlust and genocidal incitement just from the, the corporate media that I'm seeing as well as politicians, politicians Robbie. Yeah. I mean, the, the human shield, the human shield. Do they not realize like when that little boy, I think it was in Chicago, gets stabbed to death because he's a Palestinian what the result of this rhetoric is. What is the result of the rhetoric when you have Democrats like Nancy Pelosi saying, essentially, in so many words, Palestinian lives are not worth as much as Israelis and that they're all human shields in one hive mind as an accessory to Hamas. They're just an appendage of Hamas. I mean, what what do you think that does? It's going to cause hatred, Islamophobic hate attacks and, and murder and mass death. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. And it, it feels different to me. Like I will completely acknowledge that there, you know, and I see it all the time on the internet, uh, even from some like libertarians and stuff who I'm surprised to see it from as like genuine anti-Semitism, people who tr think they're being clever by saying like the J's instead of the Jews. You know, there's a, there is definitely some like coded anti-Semitism among certain sectors of, and I would say it mostly exists on the right, even though people you know, the Zionists try to claim it's basically within all of the left pro-Palestine movements when it actually isn't. But when it comes to actually dehumanizing people in like a mass broadcast way that seems to almost become like mainstreamified and accepted, it it is unique to like the sort of the the Muslims, basically. Like it's unique to them in our culture where I cannot remember another time in our lifetime, Abby, um, you know, we grew up in the eighties since nine 11, where this has, it's been like allowed to exist and flourish in the mainstream to this degree. Like you said, mm -hmm. politicians, uh, the news networks, even the way that they're throwing around the word terrorist again, it really does mm -hmm. harken mm -hmm. back to mm -hmm. sort of that dehumanization. And I'm not saying that terrorism is not an actual thing but the word becomes meaningless when it's only applied to like the quote-unquote enemy or the adversary of our ally israel i mean the, it is it really does harken back to all that same weird very reptile brain manipulation that we experienced after 9-11 and um that's i, I think that com literally you see comparisons to animals constantly you know with mm -hmm. mainstream israeli officials U.S. politicians. So that is something that you don't see very often. If someone compared the Jews or even um, like the Likudnik Israeli government to literally like they're no better than animals, there is, there's no – you wouldn't be able to spin that as looking like it's not anti-Semitic. So it's just right. very fascinating how much that that is sort of allowed – in our culture. And it, and I think, like you said, it has never gone away. That's why it's just sort of almost like you plant, a, you know, you put a little bit of water on that seed again and man, it just, it just grows like a motherfucker, like a weed. It's, it's like, it's yep. waiting to pop, you know? And that's another aspect of this that I want to get into. I don't know if you want to get into it this soon, but how many people it seems like we're just waiting for the opportunity to sort of become those ravenous Islamophobic post 9-11 empire babies again 
I mean, it and was how like, long was Israel waiting for this moment to carry out the final solution? Exactly. This is essentially this is like what they've been waiting for, and I mean, I I don't know how much advance notice that they had. I mean, I don't know how much like nine eleven that you want to take this. Well, in we terms know about of, like, the Egypt warning. warnings they had, yeah. and yeah, we could delve into and, that and a little I mean, bit later. I mean, <clears throat> if you want to, but yeah, yeah, but I mean, this is this is their moment to to completely raise Gaza to the ground, kill as many civilians as they want to with the world supporting them and push everyone that's left to Egypt so they could take back Gaza. Because we know ever since 2006, when they were pushed out and Palestinians elected Hamas, that they've been wanting to take it back. They, they never forgave them. That's why they've Who's punished they them ever specify? since. That's why the Israeli government, that's okay. why they have besieged Gaza in this medieval ghetto. It's a concentration camp where they control everything that goes in and out and they control who can leave. And so that's what they've, that was their intent the entire last almost 20 years was taking it back. Settlers had to be dragged out kicking and screaming because the resistance was so strong, they were physically kicked out. Um, and it is cartoonish to hear Hamas be called a terrorist organization over and over again. And the language that's used to incite genocide essentially and green light it from all these media organizations when you lead with stories saying hamas run um that's the government it's not a terrorist organization it's an elected body that governs and you know provides social services for the gaza strip it's just like hezbollah is an elected Mm -hmm. um organization in lebanon so it is so bizarre to see everyone run with Hamas, run, Hamas, run, as if it discredits what Hamas and what the Ministry of Health is saying about civilian casualties, about what exactly is happening. We're taking away Palestinians' agency completely and saying, oh, well, they have a gun to their head from this crazed, barbaric terrorist organization. We can't trust anything they say. Yeah, that's the narrative. And, you know, it almost kind of can horse you back to some people who are more like conspiracy uh centered sort of right wing people where they'd be like well they Israel created Hamas and this was a false mm-hmm. flag and they don't represent the Palestinian people because they're like this jihadist that the US or that like this intelligence apparatus like manages like you know like the ma- ma- management of savagery it sort right, of falls right, into right, right. that like <laughs> that paradigm yeah. of you know that weird sort of a paradigm so i don't know maybe comment on what you know maybe let's just delve into that for a second here because i do think Mm -hmm. it is something that like you said israel and certain especially factions of the israeli government i mean the netanyahu faction the Likudniks, and the especially openly racist and like dehumanizing psychopaths in the israeli government have been waiting for this moment for a long time this is almost in some ways a dream come true so on some level, you do have to wonder if the protecting Israeli lives like is actually something that they maybe, you know, thought if they don't really care about it too much, maybe it'll work to our benefit. I mean, they brag so much about the Iron Dome. They're always showing videos of it. They're always asking for more money for it. Um, and so I don't know, comment on what you think about this idea that it was a surprise attack that it was, you know, coordinated raids. I, I've I've heard that term used on several news networks as if that was like the equivalent of a 9-11 style attack because they were like coordinated raids. Maybe describe some of the logistics of how 
Hamas or these people in these raids pulled this off, if they were fully coordinated? And then also your opinion on could there have been some element of, or just in your opinion, could there be some element of let it happen on purpose because the consequences that will happen as a result of it will give us license to do what we've wanted to do forever, which is basically to level Gaza. Mm-hmm. I th- First, going back to the management of savagery type paradigm of Hamas being stage managed and or just propped up and engineered by Israel, it is true that Israel wanted Hamas to run the Gaza Strip so then it could deem every man, woman, and child inside Gaza as a hostile entity. And that that's completely obvious today in the way that they've yeah, dehumanize the entire and and used to you know. There's no civilians in Gaza. They openly declare war against all civilians because they elected Hamas. That's and the where does that they come continue from? To use. Is that the diplomatic that cable? That comes from the 2006. Yeah, the diplomatic cable from WikiLeaks in 2006 when Fatah, which was the warring party in the Strip, wanted Israel to come to their aid in order to prevent Hamas from winning. Hamas was the most fervent resistance during the Second Intifada. In the first election that. Gazans had, Hamas won. And Fatah tried to urge Israel to like, like, like come to their aid militarily. And so they were actually, they fled because they were worried that Hamas would retaliate because I guess they asked for Israel's help and aid. But according to diplomatic cables released by WikiLeaks, um, internal messaging showed quite clearly that Israeli officials totally didn't help prevent Hamas from becoming in power. So Which, I, I'm not sure how much they actually like aided and abetted the rise to Hamas. I mean, I think just their actions are what caused the blowback of having a force like Hamas come into existence and get strengthened because so there's and you even- listen to like the co-founder of Hamas and he's like, yeah, we're, we're fighting an occupation. We have the right for armed resistance under international law. This is part of international law recognizes the armed resistance, particularly using guns akin to a fighting apartheid in South Africa. This is totally non-negotiable. Um, and they say that quite clearly. And you always hear all the time, like Hamas has this genocidal charter that wants to wipe Israel off the map. Wrong. Look at Hamas's charter today. Oh yeah, you Hamas's covered this in today. your movie says, very explicitly, which I thought was... Yeah, it says 1967 borders. It, Jerusalem is a big contested hotspot. If you pull back the settlements to the 1967 borders, not even the 1948 borders, the 1967 borders, they're not even calling for one state with equal rights. They're saying pull the settlements back to 67, which is what a lot of people, including Bernie Sanders in his presidential campaign, he was actually articulating this as the solution. So it's not really controversial at all. And Hamas articulates and they distinguish between Zionism and Judaism very clearly in the charter. So everyone just hysterically says shit that they don't understand and they just haven't read it. And it's just, it's just nonsense. Just like the Ahmadinejad wipe Israel off the map. I mean, it's the same shit going back to the attack. So I, this is the thing, Robbie, it's such a fog of war still. I still don't exactly know what Hamas did other than there were a ton of people who paraglided in and also like broke through. I mean, we know that there's tons of tunnels underground. That's how they get weapons. That's how they get, you know, um, assets and, and help from Iran and stuff like that and Hezbollah. So I don't, I don't exactly know how many people came out in the initial surprise attack on October 7th. I do know that it was totally unfucking precedented what they did. Um, 
I do believe that Israel had warnings that they ignored. I don't think that it goes beyond that, but I do think that to a certain extent, Netanyahu knew, like, he's hugely fucking unpopular. There are mass protests inside of Israel. There's no sympathy for the Israeli state. The majority of Democratic voters sympathize more with Palestinians than they do Israelis. So they thought, hey, this might be our moment to finally gain some sympathy. I mean, we know that rockets don't do a fucking dent. They maybe take out like a like a, a foot of like a brick of a building if it gets through the Iron Dome. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, if I were Netanyahu and I'm a total sadistic son of a bitch, I'd be like, hey, maybe this is our moment to like actually like flip the narrative again and go balls to the wall and carry out the solution that we know we've wanted for a long time. I mean, that that's an interesting take on it that even just from a political politically convenient point of view for his own survival uh not even for the you know whatever the overall vision is of those more hardcore zionists of destroying gaza but just for his own survival he he might have impetus to you know allow some of this to get worse uh as a means to create excuses for just people to like clamor for his aid and then also people clamoring you know his support increasing i would be surprised Mm -hmm. if his support percentage did not go up you know as, as a result absolutely of this. i mean even even the people who were you know right before this happened we were starting to see or it seemed like there was quite a few of like really intense protests in israel that seemed to be mostly directed at like the compulsory military service is that am i understanding that correctly that like the israeli yeah, citizens and corruption and yeah they yeah. they hate netanyahu there so like, i mean even that not because of his politics but yeah but i mean just saying like the compulsory military service part there's probably a lot of mm-hmm. israelis who are now like wanting to do that you know who are maybe even like mm-hmm. protesters before you know that's i i think that's how powerful this opportunity is for you know that at least that faction in israel and um i guess Going back to what you said about uh, Hamas's charter, let's maybe hone in on what we just constantly hear regurgitated, especially by people like, and I, for some reason I've been as paying a special attention to like Eli Lake again. He seems especially <laughs> aggressive and like rabid right now. And I don't know if yep. you saw that he tried to like call you out at some point on Twitter and nobody even like oh, paid attention hilarious. to him because he's just oh, like, that's great. He's like no following on Twitter. But Oh my God, that's so funny. But Barry Weiss and these people... They're just saying it as a given. And, you know, and I, this is an interesting ploy that I see used a lot. And it's been used for a while by ultra Zionists like Barry Weiss and people like that. But I've been seeing it expanding. Comment on the idea that, you know, they're basically saying it's a given that Hamas wants to kill every Jew. That is their, basically, they're saying that's Hamas's real charter. They want to kill every Jew. They want an Islamic state basically making them sound like they're like ISIS, like they want an Islamic state to take over mm-hmm, the whole world. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the fact that students at, and, and Palestinian activists have adopted the phrase from the land to the sea, that's an anti-Semitic, like we want to right. kill all the Jews phrase. Now, separating those two things a little bit, that's not even a Hamas phrase, right? That's like a classic... That goes way classic, back, right? Just liberation a, of Palestine yeah. from the river to the sea means lift the occupation. It's very simple. It's it's cartoonishly fucking stupid that people. I've seen this mantra over and over again, and it's not even worth responding to because it's just so dumb. 
Like they say, like this is in, this is incitement to genocide. <laughs> Saying from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. It's like no, dude. Pa- the West Bank, Gaza—they're two completely separate areas. The West Bank's atomized by settlements, and it's under martial law. Gaza Strip is very far from the West Bank, and it's under a brutal—it's a concentration camp that's controlled. Jerusalem's a little city center that is separate too. So when we say to the river to the sea, that means lift all of all of the military control of this land and live coexist peacefully. Lift the occupation. Lift the siege. Make Palestinians free people. Where do you think bring the, justice to the land? Where do you think that spin comes from? Is that specifically you think that's coming from like Zionist groups who are trying to actually like shape the political debate, like groups like Stand with Us? I'm not saying that's exactly oh, where it's coming from, but do you think because yeah. because that it does seem to be a weird warping of reality to an extent that's like blatantly false. That you see all these people who act like very academic and educated saying that you know and typically those really really extra distorted talking points we see more come from like generic right-wing media so it was interesting i don't know i'd find that one interesting because that way they're basically making it seem like every palestinian right protest on a college campus is like calling for genocide right that's what they're essentially saying um it's incredible yeah it's incredible but what about the other i don't know where it comes from Okay. I mean the Hamas charter. I think that um, I, mean, I think that probably initially in the Hamas charter they said something similar to what Ahmadinejad did, which is like Israel's an illegitimate state and it shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Um, I would absolutely not. I, I don't think that in anywhere in the initial Hamas charter it says anything about wiping Jews off the map. I think that it's obviously some sort of mistranslation that is akin to what people said Ahmadinejad said, and that's that Israel's an illegitimate state, which it, which it is. Um, but Hamas clarified in the charter that they revised that they do not have any struggle against Jewish people whatsoever. They have a whole chapter about how this is not about Judaism. This is Zionism specifically and what Zionism is and how their struggles against Zionism. So it's completely disingenuous nonsense. People, I don't believe that people like Barry Weiss and Eli Lake don't know this. I really don't. Yeah. And if they don't know this, and they're really, really dumb. I and mean, like real, like they're doing like a very big disservice by being willfully ignorant of like what is actually happening. Well, they definitely know better. I mean, people like them know better. Yeah. But when you hear someone like RFK Jr., say that mm-hmm. Hamas like rewards any like Palestinian who kills a Jew. Like that's like they can get a reward for that. Like he he'll say things like that. And it's like, first of all, I feel like they probably would do that for like if someone kills an Israeli. But like a Jew like it's so basically what RFK Jr. is saying is like if someone who's like a Palestinian resistance fighter goes out anywhere in the world and kills a Jew. Like a just a Jew that Hamas like will reward them and their family with like money for, like for their funeral expenses or whatever if like they martyr themselves, like that's the kind of shit RFK Jr. was saying. And I I know I've spent too much time already talking about this, but where does do you have any idea where that even comes from? Like is that is that is that based off of some kernel of truth that like you know Hamas fighters get rewarded for killing Israelis? Or is it Israeli soldiers? Or like this, it can't possibly be, you know, do you know what I'm saying? I mean, that just sounds so. Yeah, no, I've never, this is, I mean, this is the playbook is that 
everything is projection and a deflection of what Isra- Israelis do. Like literally, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. heard that that Palestinians are rewarded for this. What what I've what I've heard, I haven't even heard that. That's a cartoon. What I've heard, which actually does have a kernel of truth, is that when people die, because this is the whole, they're a death cult, they martyr themselves, they're human shields, that when people die in the Gaza Strip, their family gets money. That's because it's they have a government that helps the family like with funeral costs and helps them like to facilitate like the absence of a child or yeah. a family member. They will come and subsidize part of their life. That's not in. That's not like. Oh, if I die, then you get like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's, so I'm gonna go martyr myself and like give you money. That's what like, they're making it sound so like. Stupid. Yeah, it's I know. Fascinating. I know. But then Israelis, crazy rabid settlers, will go and actually hand out candy and sweets on the corner if if a Palestinian's killed, um, and they go and you know they go and celebrate it essentially. And this is what I heard over and over again from Palestinians. They they named names. They showed me photos. Like you can see videos of this all over the place. Yeah, I mean, so so that's the reality. And and I want to talk about the actual propaganda that's come out of this ongoing genocide, Robbie, because it is completely insane. Where do you even want to start? Thought that we learned. I want to start at the beginning because I think it's really important to dissect. Let's go back there. I mean, will you, why don't you tell me, because when I first saw you, like it was still such a fog of war. I had no idea what happened at the festival or anything. I just I personally still assumed don't. the truth. I don't either, but I, I assumed what we were hearing was true, that Hamas- You assumed that they you know, just gunned down 300 they, concert ravers, <laughs> right? Like from the air, like with machine guns. That's, that's mean, what the news was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was no way to to basically say that didn't happen because I was like, well, I do see people running. It looks like the scene of a mass shooting. It looked like like we were being told it was like the Vegas style massacre, yeah. mass shootings that happened here where there was just this insane bloodletting of hundreds of people and women were or dragged like and raped and there was mass ISIS, rape. Or that supposed ISIS shooting at the, the concert hall at mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. yeah. So keep going. I want, I want to hear you break this down. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, so that that's what I, I I guess I thought for a while. I was like, well, I guess, you know, I guess Hamas did come in here and just kill a bunch of civilians. Like, that's fucking crazy, you know? And I had no idea. And then, it, and then we were told that then after they murdered, just slaughtered a bunch of civilians. I mean, I never believed that they raped or beheaded anyone. Absolutely not. That's, that immediately was like, this is totally fucking false. Um, but then we were told then they go and invade all of these kibbutzes and settlements and held everyone hostage. And then they took back, I guess, 250 hostages. And so that was the initial reports that came out, um, that there was mass rape, mass murder, hostages, kidnapping, and then Robbie, of course, um, what overshadowed everything else was 40 infants were beheaded. Yeah, 40 infants were beheaded. Worse so than anything us, ISIS has ever done. So just really quickly, right? just, yeah, worse than, worse than anything any terrorist group I've ever heard of has ever done. I mean, that's some like, you hear about that kind of stuff like in like ancient history. Like you, you don't, that's like some, yeah, that's completely on another level. I mean, ISIS never done anything like that. No, Al Qaeda has never done anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, just really quickly, take us from that 
So that was one of the main propaganda barrages that this was basically like Hamas attacking an innocent crowd of concert goers. They raped and killed. That was another one. They raped and killed um, one of the people they, they kidnapped from the concert. And there was a picture going around on Twitter that I don't, I don't know if it was on the news also. I'm sure it was. And then there was like, they started sieging settlements and apparently, you know, beheading all the children there of 40 children, like Mm -hmm. you said. So Mm -hmm. maybe jump us from like, I don't know if you want to go into the kidnapping accusation, but jump us from that initial burst propaganda barrage to the next one. Yeah. And, you know, at what point did you, you know, did you start seeing other stuff saying, trying to break down what it actually was? Do we still know what even happened at that concert? Are you saying that there's still like, like it's unclear, like it's, it's just um, still too much fog of war. It is, it is a lot of fog of war. I will say that I have not seen any videos or photos of bodies laying dead. I don't, I, I, I do think people were killed. I do think civilians were killed, but I have not seen like mass shooting style footage that I see constantly in America. Um, you know, you mentioned when I saw you when we were moving, like you were just like you were you immediately were just like, I haven't seen the footage to back this up. Like I don't believe this shit. Mm-hmm. And at first I was just like, oh, like I I guess I haven't seen that much footage, but I actually did look and I did not see anything remotely resembling like a mass shooting or mass casualties at all. I saw just a ton of hysterical people running away. I heard, and this is what's so surreal. And again, like it, it, it almost does like harken back to like the Russia Ukraine shit, where it's like I, it is two completely alternate realities that it really is difficult to parse through and figure out what is going on. Um, and not, not in terms of like the Israeli Hasbro that's that's coming out. I know that that's all fake, but in terms of like what actually happened yeah. on the ground it's super hard to discern because hamas of course released this giant press conference totally in english where they were just like we killed no civilians um all the civilians that died were actually like because they were there was just like crazy crossfire with israeli soldiers we went in to just target military targets and to a certain extent i believe that that was true because a shitload of commanders and soldiers died yeah. if you look right now at a list of the casualties, this is or fatalities actually. This you mean is what's like so fascinating. Right at the beginning, we keep being this, told at the concert. Uh, no, the whole the whole summation of the attack. Okay. We keep hearing thirteen hundred Israelis were murdered, right? Mercilessly yeah. slaughtered by Hamas. Thirteen hundred, which is a lot, a lot of fucking people. Certainly more Israelis than ever died in any incursion into Gaza, any so-called war or conflict before. This is like a, a shitload of civilians that died. Haretz released an article two days ago because I was like, I kept asking, like, where's the list? Every time there's a massacre in Gaza, we know the names, we know the photos, we, we see the bodies. We see the bodies. Where is the fucking list of who was a soldier, who was a civilian, and who who are these people that died in Israel? Like, I'm sure that we know, right? That's such a and good And so point, Haretz yeah. finally released a fucking article. Robbie, this is fascinating. Haretz released an article. Um, basically, the, they only released 300 names. Of people that names. were not so, soldiers. No, no. Really? Total. What the fuck? Total. 
And that's 68% odd. of them are soldiers, Robbie. 68% of the 300 Holy are soldiers. Shit, that's so wild. I know. So my question is, where is everyone else? What is going on here? That is really fascinating. Like, I, I mean, I don't doubt that 1,300 people were, were killed, but also, like, why don't we know who they are? Yeah, how many of them are actually, what percentage of the, the total deaths are soldiers? It's a really good question to ask. I'm sure that there are other victims um, that have harrowing testimony about whatever. I have not seen that. I'm sure that they exist. I have not seen that. But what I have seen is victims from the Hamas attack and hostages who were released before... By the way, Hamas even says we have 250 hostages. So that is true, that they have 250 hostages alive in Gaza. Israeli bombs have already killed at least 30 Israelis that are being held as hostages. Because they have the Hannibal Directive where they just fucking slaughter everyone. They don't want any negotiation with Hamas at all, so they're not using any hostages as bargaining chips. Even though Hamas said, we'll release all the hostages if you stop bombing us. Israel says no. So, but what's even crazier, Robbie, is I've seen several Israelis, at least two or three, that have given testimony to like local Israeli media, and they give crazy fucking testimony where they say Hamas soldiers were treating us totally fine. We were just being held. And then Israeli soldiers come into the scene and start just like unleashing a barrage of bullets. And basically, they're the ones, like, in the crossfire of Hamas and Israeli soldiers, all the hostages were killed. Wow. That's what these two Israelis surviving, like, one of the guys was the only survivor out of the initial kibbutz that this fanatical settler claimed that 40 beheaded babies came from, which was just a crazy genocidal settler who's a soldier. It was one fucking guy who told this French journalist who said, I was told by an Israeli soldier that 40 babies were beheaded. And then, of course, the entire fucking world plastered on the front page of every newspaper, completely uncritical insanity, insanity. Any rational thinking person would say, hmm, that sounds totally made up. But I'm going to repeat it because I'm dehumanizing Arabs to the extent that this is, I'm willing to believe anything. But oh no, Palestinians blew up their own hospital and blew up their own aid convoy. I'm going to get into that. But so these two, the one survivor from that kibbutz said, no, we were totally being held. Everything was fine. Hamas was, not everything was fine, but I mean, it was like really crazy. <laughs> yeah. And we were very scared for our lives, but Hamas was not abusing us. And then the Israeli soldiers came and every, you know, all hell broke loose where they're the ones who unleashed the barrage of bullets. And then there was the crossfire and every fucking hostage died because of the crossfire and they blamed a lot of the hostages dying on Israeli soldiers themselves. Wow. I Two mean, people so far I heard give testimony to this. It sounds almost unbelievable, but it, it isn't. I mean, it, it really does, you know, seem pretty typical. Um, and who the fuck knows if they were just given orders to not even care about rescuing the hostages, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't right. make you wonder how many, Israeli soldiers themselves are being used specifically just as, you know, cannon fodder to help the Israeli cause. Like, the more Israeli soldiers die, again, the better it is to, I guess, the Israel to mobilize the Israeli war effort to a war quote unquote war effort. Their effort to basically destroy Gaza for good. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why don't we? I mean, besides those the fog of war aspect of that and how much propaganda barrage there was for that and how 
at least the second one seemed to very much fall apart, even in some mainstream mm-hmm. media outlets. First one, not so much. It's still unclear, and it's not. I don't think it's being questioned to the level it should be. But things you mean are, the mass murder at the festival? Yeah, but the the fast moving mm-hmm. nature of this, it's it makes sense why the, people have just focused on other things like this hospital bombing. Let's talk about that for a little bit because Jesus Christ, man! Because that one, I just watched the you know Biden address to the nation, and you know he's his official. Um, I guess his official final word on it is that it was it was done by uh, Hamas, and that was, you know, of course, at first that was the narrative that the Israeli government said, and then there started to be sort of a seeming like undercurrent, even of some people in the mainstream press being like, well, you know, the the Palestinian Authority side is saying this, and there was all this weird stuff where it's like, why is the mainstream media? you know, uh, believing the Palestinian, you know, narrative on this, that, that, uh, they didn't bomb their own hospital when, when they obviously did bomb their own hospital. I saw stuff like that, but then it all culminated in what seemed like a staged actual recording confession, which a lot of people yeah. or most people seem to agree was staged. Yeah. People are still out there claiming that it's definitively proven that it was Hamas who bombed <laughs> this hospital in Gaza. So, why don't you go into what actually, you know, was said in the press at first or by Israeli authorities and then what you know about what actually happened? Yeah, so this is why this is this is very important for several reasons. This is A, the largest and deadliest attack ever on Palestinians. Ever. Five hundred to they're saying it could be over a thousand people dead from one strike. That's why this is so important. Mm-hmm. And that's why Israel did what it did. And to be clear, they have been bombing hospitals and UN protected buildings and refugee camps and bakeries and um, shelters harboring refugees all week. They are releasing uh, horrific bloodletting and war crimes are compounding every day. Just since the hospital bombing, they've already killed a thousand civilians in the last day. Jesus Christ. So going back over, you know, since October 7th, I mean, just the whole full spectrum of what's going on in Gaza, the fact that they cut off electricity and water and for 10 days now, no one has had water before we even get into the, the hospital bombing. I mean, just think about that. Think about when you don't have water, doctors are drinking IV bags. What about babies without formula? They're dying. I can't even imagine the horrors unfolding on the ground with just no water and no food. People are rationing. People are just going to starve out and become dehydrated and die. It is a genocide. It is a concentration camp. So when Israel is doing nothing but targeting civilians, when they're claiming we are at war with all civilians, and when they're calling the hospitals because everyone says, oh, it's the most moral army in the world, they call people before they bomb them. Well, that's another tactic that they they use it to terrorize people. It's no better in conflicts before when they do do that because you're rendered homeless and all your shit's gone. Let's say if you do escape, you have nowhere to go because you can't leave Gaza. And also, they have maximum civilian casualties whenever they do take out a Hamas target or whatever. They just usually blow up the whole 
neighborhood block, and so everyone fucking dies. But this time it's different. And my friends and colleagues in Gaza attest to that, that this time it is maximum penalty. They're not even trying to target Hamas people. They are just going full fucking balls of the wall. They want the blood of children. They want the blood of civilians. It is just revenge, monstrous, psychotic revenge and bloodlust to kill as many babies and kids and women and civilians as possible. Jesus Christ. Don't they have an actual like grotesque term they use for killing civilians, wasn't it? At one time referred mowing to the lawn. mowing the lawn. Yeah. Who where does that phrase come from? And an IDF commander who said it, he said we just have to mow the lawn every now and again, Robbie. We just have to shave them off. We have to scrape them off to get the to get the the civilians, uh, you know, we have to kill them in mass just every couple of years just to remind them who's in control because controlling their water and electricity and putting them on a diet isn't enough. I mean, I just um, don't understand if if the Palestinians and even Hamas is as anti-Semitic and as quote unquote genocidal as as you know these Zionists say they are. How come there's like hardly any video evidence of that being the case? You know, like it, it does seem really interesting how many more quotes and things you can find of Israeli officials on record basically dehumanizing these people and like mocking murdering civilians. I mean, it, it is quite astounding. So it is, it does right. make me sick when people try to say, oh, you know, there's, there's virulent hatred on both sides. And it, it's like mm-hmm. they try to like make basically both sides it and make it seem like it's somehow equivalent. It's really, it's, it's kind of disgusting to try to make that kind of false equivalency. Right, and and I mean, days before the hospital was bombed, you had Naftali Bennett, who's a genocidal maniac who was the previous prime minister. You know how there's been like 10 prime ministers in the last year. Yeah. Naftali Bennett was even a more fascist than Netanyahu. He was on, He's he speaks perfect English. He's, you know how Netanyahu's like from like Boston or something. Yeah, Philadelphia. This guy was all over media. This guy is all over media. And he was on, I, he was on like some British because everyone just has Israeli spokespeople on to talk about why this campaign is necessary. Can you imagine them having Hamas spokesperson on talking about, oh, this is why we did this attack on October 7th. It's crazy. When they have a token Palestinian on, they'll have either an Israeli like government minister or like a military commander come on before or after to just be like, oh, this is why we need to like wipe out yeah. Gaza. But Naftali Bennett was on like BBC or something. And the guy was just like, what about babies in incubators in the NICU? Like, why are you shutting off electricity? And Naftali Bennett was like so mad. He was just like, are you serious? Are you seriously asking me about civilians? What is wrong with you? Wow. What is wrong with you? He was so goddamn arrogant. Like, how dare you question us? That's amazing. How dare you question us? And the guy was just like, what? Like, I mean, that's how they think. They are so confident because they have the green light and the full fucking endorsement of the United States. And what about those Palestinians in hospital who uh, are on life support and babies and incubators whose uh, life support and incubator will have to be turned off because the Israelis have cut the power to Gaza? Are you seriously keep on asking me about Palestinian civilians? What's, what's wrong with you? Have you not seen what happened? We're fighting Nazis. We don't target them. Now, the world can come and bring them anything they want. If you want to bring them electricity, I'm not going to feed electricity or water 
to my enemies. If anyone else wants, that's fine. We're not responsible well, is, for them. This is the point. But you this keep is on. Point. You, no, no, I, I want to tell you. No, man, no, listen. listen you no, listen to me right now. Voice, I've heard trying, you enough. No, no, I understand. We're trying to have a conversation here. Listen, this is my program. This is my show. And I am asking the questions. Exactly. You're raising your voice, yeah, and country, I've asked you, and we've already, people, we've already stopped, people, please, and let me finish. We've already distinguished between you, Hamas. Mister. I want to tell you, you shame you're, on you. You're trying to speak over me. No, we no. are not shame on you. It's nothing about shame. We're trying to have a conversation about a very serious shame. situation because, here, because, and you are refusing you to address it. So, Robbie, this was the day before the hospital was bombed. Um, actually, it might have been literally like an hour before it, it looked like it was the same day the hospital was bombed that the prime minister's account on twitter at israeli pm said this quote this is a struggle between the children of light and the children of darkness between humanity and the law of the jungle oh my god did they delete that yes jesus christ i mean is that like the most nazi rhetoric you've ever heard it's in your insane. life it's insane I mean, the jungle, that's definitely uh, something that even American racists, you know, don't use that word anymore. That's crazy. Wow. The ch and, and to say the children of yeah, darkness. The children of like, darkness. Like, we're literally yeah. at war with kids. Yeah. Well, the, we're at war with kids. Yeah. Oh, wow. So let me talk about the hospital because, um, again, like, yes, Israel's been bombing hospitals all week. And, and let me just... Yeah, th this really this really messed me up, dude, because civilians are dying in mass. I have my friends and colleagues from Gaza sending me messages every day telling me a play-by-play -play of what is happening. The massacres that are going on, it's too much to bear. I have two kids. The, the callous disregard for children and civilian life, and I'm just seeing dead kid after dead kid babies. There's like hundreds of babies without families. There's literally... a, a this doctor in the hospital that was just like, we have so many babies who are unclaimed because the entire family lineage is wiped Holy out. Shit. And somehow the baby survived. Like 70 or so just Palestinian families of like, like multi-generational families completely wiped from the record. Nice. Um, just totally wiped out. So this was all happening. Israel had been warning that this was reported the day before the Ali Arab Hospital, which is a, the only Christian hospital, because let's not forget, this isn't just Muslims who live in Gaza. The Christians live there, too. It's not an Islamic state. There's plenty of Christian Palestinians who live in Gaza. In fact, there's an infrastructure dedicated to Christians, including the Ali Arab Hospital, which is a massive hospital in Gaza City that's all Christian. Um, and so is, Israel had been basically just declaring for days prior to this that we are going to all the hospitals are fair game like you need which is insane it's insane for the world to sit back and be like oh yeah well they're warning the hospitals to evacuate robbie that yeah that so is why don't you just evacuate nuts. yeah and then they were just bombing these other hospitals so it's like wait i mean even that is nuts yeah, and it's like what were they, they trying to say that like, they were Hamas you just go? strangleholds or or like strongholds of in these course, hospitals? Of course, that Hamas has weapons caches under the hospital, Robbie. That Hamas yeah. has tunnels under the hospital. I'm sure Hamas has tunnels everywhere in fucking Gaza. You still can't bomb a hospital, especially during a a an, a bombardment where there's thousands of harboring refugees that you just ordered. By the way, Israel ordered 1.1 million Gazans 
Palestinians in Gaza to flee from the north to the south because they're preparing for an invasion. And so you had one point, you had half of Gaza City, which is already 2.3 million people, 75% of them are kids, or half of them are kids, uh-huh. under the age of 16. They didn't vote for Hamas. And they're all wandering aimlessly while bombs are dropping all around them. They have nowhere to fucking go. They're sleeping in the streets. There's bombs falling. So a lot of these people were harbored in UN-protected buildings, which is a crime to attack under international law, and the hospitals. And so that's where they were. There was 3,000 people being sheltered in the Ali Arab Hospital. And you saw reports before the hospital was bombed being like, doctors refuse to leave. Of course they're going to fucking refuse to leave. Doctors are going to put their bodies on the line, even though they're being bombed all around them because they're trying to save lives. Oh, they're damn. there operating. They have, there's no anesthesia. They're using vinegar from stores. They're operating without anesthetics. There's, bo- there's bodies all over the floor of the hospital. And the doctors are just like, we are not going to leave. We will die here because we are trying to save as many lives as possible. This is before the bombing. Yeah. So when Israel issued a quote unquote warning leave the hospital, why would you target a hospital, Robbie? Because they know they they didn't want anyone to survive. They're genocidal maniacs. It's not because Hamas has weapons caches under the fucking hospital. Where's the pictures? Where's the evidence for this? They never provide any evidence for this human shield claim that they use to be able to just target hospitals and schools and refugee camps, which they have this entire two-week period. So- Already they had warned, leave the hospital. Already they had shelled part of the hospital. The the, um, cancer ward of the hospital was already clipped with shells. So this was preempting the hospital bombing. Then I wake up to the news from my friends. They bombed the Ali Arab hospital. The initial reports, 500 dead, Robbie. I, I don't know if you saw the footage. It is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It is just literally limbless corpses, heads strewn around. You want to talk about who beheads who? The carnage was endless. There's makeshift morgues and mortuaries. There's people, you saw, probably saw the press conference of doctors standing with bodies stacked around them. Bodies and body bags. A press conference that they gave saying, this blood is on your hands, they're telling the media. And the fucking audacity of the Western press to become stenographers for the Israeli government. They saw the backlash. They saw the international condemnation coming in swiftly, even though no one seemed to care that thousands had already died and yeah. that schools and shelters and, and, and all these protected buildings were already being targeted. But when the hospital got bombed and that footage came out and you saw how many fucking people died in an instant and you saw that it was the deadliest attack ever, that's when they maybe walked it back a second. They said, you know what? We're going to do our classic deflect, obfuscate, and lie. And why not, Robbie? Because the entire Western world is just going to repeat it uncritically. And the U.S. government is going to repeat it. And we're not going to have one shred of accountability or investigation. And we're going to get away with it. And they did. They did within hours. They said, oh, no, Robbie, just, oh, by the way, when they ordered 1.1 million Palestinians to flee from the north to the south, they started bombing it, convoys of children. I saw the convoy. I saw it being bombed. And I saw the aftermath. And it's insane. It's disgusting. And guess what they said? Oh, I think Islamic Jihad booby-trapped their own convoy, Robbie. Wow. Why won't these Palestinians stop? Why do they keep blowing themselves up? Man. 
Just like Biden said, Hamas got to learn to shoot straight. Wow. Hamas got to learn to shoot straight, Robbie. And and w- let me just sit back before we even get into the evidence, because I do want to go through how insane it is that Israel did this and got away with it and put out propaganda to basically say that Palestinians did this themselves. But let's just sit back and look at the last almost 20 years of, of Gaza with homemade errant rockets being shot. 99% of them are intercepted by the Iron Dome. When one gets through, what kind of damage does it cause? I'm not saying that it hasn't killed people. I'm not saying that it hasn't maybe damaged a car or the side of a building. Probably maybe a dozen or two Israelis have died over the course of the last 20 years almost from errant rockets. And that's a generous estimation. Let's just look at the, the probability of what Israel is saying. That an errant rocket by Islamic Jihad randomly, Robbie, shot off and just happened to hit the hospital that they've been warning to bomb, that they already bombed, that they knew that thousands of sh- civilians were sheltering in, in the middle of this heavy bombardment, genocidal bombardment in the Gaza Strip, that just randomly, Robbie, in the middle of 20 years that the Islamic Jihad shot off this homemade rocket that's a glorified firework, and it kills 500 people in an explosion. And it wasn't even that the rocket exploded in the hospital. This is their official line at the beginning, that the rocket actually blew up in midair, Robbie. Oh, and it hit a gas tank. A a shrapnel, a piece of shrapnel from the rocket hit a a weapons cache or a gas tank in the parking lot. And then it exploded the hospital. That's the only way for them to try to explain why such a small payload could have caused that much damage. I mean- I mean, it makes a lot more sense that like a half ton bomb from Israel obviously caused that damage and why they would be so brazen about that is that's the part that's sort of shocking to me is, yeah, there are a lot of people who are now going along with their propaganda, but won't somebody eventually find out that that's, that was completely fake. I mean, I guess, but maybe it doesn't even matter by the time someone actually it doesn't matter, has Robbie. proof. To say that it's uh, that it's you know an Israeli bomb that did that, Robbie. It doesn't matter because this is the playbook. Look at Shireen Abu Akleh. They said for months that it was Palestinian fighters who killed her, and then it came out she was literally targeted and executed by an Israeli sniper. Even Blinken, when I when I confronted him, I was like, "Why aren't you guys doing anything?" And he was like, "It's inconclusive." This is the diplomatic cover that they use to provide a shred of credulity from Western leaders so that they can continue to greenlight these massacres, so that they can continue to greenlight genocide. Because if Israel just flagrantly blew up a hospital, which they could, of course, Israelis don't give a fuck. Palestinians all know that they did it, but they do this for the Western media consumption and for the political consumption of Western elites so that they can be palatable because Biden was just about to fly to Israel and 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 approve an unprecedented aid package for for Netanyahu. And so I think this hospital bombing was really like a turning point where Israel was just like, oh shit, I guess we can't really like commit genocide as brazenly as we want to. So we're gonna have to like walk this back a bit, just like we did. You look at a timeline, Robbie, plenty of massacres in like Lebanon over the last decade, they blamed Islamic Jihad. They blamed Hezbollah. They blame Hamas. Whenever there's like a really egregious thing that happens, and and this is pretty fucking egregious, um, they immediately blame 
Palestinians. And then by the time that the fog of war and the dust settles and the fog of war clears and then an independent investigation is made weeks down the line or months down the line, it the outrage is over. Yeah. And people are spent being confused and arguing. All of a sudden, the news coverage became, who did it? Right? The initial reports came out and it was like Israeli blast, very clearly Israeli blast levels, you know, kills 500 people in an instant. And then all of a sudden it became Israel claims Hamas did it. And then it became, oh, just both sides claim that each other did it. And then it became, oh, well, Robbie, it's conclusive that actually they blew up their own hospital. What fucking idiots, man. They got to learn to shoot straight. And the the evidence is insultingly stupid, too. Like, you yeah, would go think into that, the actual you know, yeah, evidence no, that they claim crazy. they have. Yeah, so it actually is pretty crazy. So I woke up the next day after the hospital was bombed. Um, and it was kind of confusing because it shows like a parking lot with like a dent in the parking lot, which is like a crater that people, that's all these like, all these like Bellingcat, like CIA spooky kind of people immediately jump to these like forensic investigations where they're like, I'm going to like investigate the geotags of where the rockets were launching. Yeah. And like, yep, turns out, turns out, Robbie, uh, all these spooky accounts that are all like, uh, suspiciously funded by like NED and CIA sources. Oh, turns out, hey, guess what? Israel's right. This one wasn't Israel, Robbie. This was the Islamic Jihad rockets and blah, blah, blah. And it was all like based on like confusing satellite imagery and geotagging. And so it just totally obfuscated the, the obvious nature of the reality. How could any other ordinance cause this much damage? But then the parking lot, all these people are like, well, where, well, the hospital's still standing, but the parking lot, so where are the bodies? Where are the bodies? Where are the casualties? There was a makeshift hospital in the parking lot because there was such an overflow of beds and bodies because of how many people were sheltering there. So it's sick. It's sick to say, oh, that's proof that it was just a rocket. No, here's the real truth, Robbie, is that this is an ordinance. This is actually super sick. The missile that Israel used is one that it basically is intended to, to cause the maximum amount of like soft target casualties. It's one that explodes before it hits the ground. People have said JDAM missiles and, and you see like, you know, the U.S. just sent a million of these goddamn missiles to Israel. You see Israeli soldiers in this giant, you know, airplane hangar with looks like a thousand of these JDAM missiles. And they're all like, these are all going to Gaza, baby. Like, they're all just bragging about it. There's an air burst capability on these bombs that allows them to explode before they hit the ground. And so, you know, even though you see Gaza completely leveled and everything's in rubble, that's the traditional missile that they usually use is just like blowing up like entire like high-rise apartment buildings and shit and everything's just like disintegrating. These you can also use missiles that explode before they hit the ground to cause actually minimal infrastructural damage, but maximum soft target damage. So maximum civilian casualties, but minimal infrastructural damage. So it is interesting. It's like, did they intend? Did they know exactly what they were doing? And did they intend to do this to try to blame a rocket? Because it kind of seems weird that all of a sudden they use this different type of missile to do this. But it's obvious that that's what they did. Because of how many people died and what the actual aftermath of the blast looks like. And then, so Israel initially released the, this video of um, rockets being fired. It turned out that it was from 2022. 
first of all. So they deleted that, Robbie. That You well, think that would have made people scratch their heads yeah. and be like, hmm, why did Israel tweet out of, of an old video of rockets firing? Do you know who totally discovered true? this? Like, where is this? Where is that information coming from? Like, who, who um, found that? I mean, I, f- I follow, like, Electronic Intifada and, like, people – I you know, I'm, like, cross-referencing stuff, and so it's not just, like, random, like, Twitter accounts. It's, like, definitely, like, Electronic Intifada. Yeah, I was just people, curious. Journalists that I'm following are, like – immediately somehow someone discovered the exact same video that was old. And so Israel deleted that tweet and then tweeted another one. And they showed three different rockets being fired. And they said, look, and this rocket did actually, it looked like it did explode in midair. And then like 10 seconds later, you see the giant massive explosion at the Ali Arab hospital. And so naturally people are like, oh my God, like, they're telling the truth. Like, this is crazy. All these rockets went off and they were intercepted by the Iron Dome. And then this one rocket seems to have exploded in midair and shrapnel must have, like, caused some sort of explosion at the hospital. Turns out, um, turns out they, like, reversed the actual, like, direction of the rockets. Like, that's what's so crazy. Someone did, like, a the like an analysis of the actual videos. Yeah, it. like, Al Jazeera, yeah, Al Jazeera, did a did an investigation today that they just released because they were using Al Jazeera's live stream to actually try to prove this. Israeli officials were on TV being like, just watch Al Jazeera's live stream and you can see the rockets. Al Jazeera was like, this doesn't make any sense. There's no proof that this happened. They show the rockets being fired and then they say like, there's Israeli airstrikes going on before and after these rockets fire. And then 10 seconds later, the fact that this explosion right after you see an Israeli warplane flying around, it's not that hard to figure out. Amazing. And just the sound. I mean, you just hear the sound. Rockets can't do that shit, dude. There's no Palestinian homemade rocket that creates that. Just watch the fucking video. You see it for yourself. They're just telling us, don't believe your lion eyes. That would have probably been enough, Robbie. Because everyone just believed it, and then all of a sudden the entire Western world, just like the 40 beheaded babies, ran with, wow, Palestinians blew up their own hospital. Robbie, can you believe it? So they then arrogantly and psychotically released an audio recording, allegedly between Hamas and Islamic Jihad, talking about how they accidentally blew up the hospital. And you can see this... um, it's it's all over the internet. I mean, it's just the, the two alleged Audio fighters only, yeah. being like, oh my God, was that one of ours? And the guy's like, yeah. He's like, well, you were shooting from the cemetery. And he's like, oh my God, like, I can't believe we did that. Like, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know. You can watch it. And so every, immediately when they released that, every single Palestinian was like, this is hilariously staged. No Palestinian talks like this. No people who live in Gaza have accents like this. All these idioms and all, the accent is clearly fucking Israeli trying to speak. Arabic. That is so wild. Even listening to it, the very minimal like like Hebrew and Arabic that I know and like Israeli accents, like um, like even me listening to it, I was like, this sounds curiously like two Israelis trying to like speak Arabic. <laughs> and and so amazingly, Channel 4, which is the giant investigative body that just did that big conclusive report on Russell Brand, they're a very mainstream news organization in the UK. They did the only actual clear-headed analysis of what Israel said, and they they released it, I think it was yesterday, and every single piece of evidence that Israel claimed to have didn't hold up to a fucking shred of scrutiny. And they hired forensic analysts and independent Arab journalists, and they were just like, this is totally staged. There is no way in hell that this is, a, that this is what they say it is. So my question is, why do you have to concoct evidence? Why do you have to invent atrocities? 
isn't reality bad enough if Hamas fighters really came in and killed 1,400 people? And I mean, wow, that's crazy that you have to invent that 40 babies were beheaded. Wow, that's so crazy that you have to, you you probably could have had the whole world hook, line, and sinker because everyone's just a fucking stenographer for the Israeli government and, and, an, and an agent of empire, willingly so, to repeat your stupid satellite images and just repeating your claims. But no, you released a fucking... Do- it is unbelievable what the lengths that they went to, Robbie. Not even the U.S. does this shit. Not even the U.S. does this shit. And guess what? I just was reminded that they did this before. They did this during the flotilla massacre. They released oh, wow, fake really? audio. They released fake audio of people on the flotilla. No, I had no oh, idea. I just not, found this, this out today, flotilla, dude. Yeah. They claimed, and I think it was actually doctored audio too, that they claimed that people on the boat said, go back to Auschwitz, to the Israeli commandos that jumped on the boat in, in international waters and executed like 13 peace activists bringing aid to Gaza. Oh, wow. That's what they claimed. And I think they doctored audio um, releasing it, trying to justify that massacre wow. too, that people on the boat that they claimed said, go back to Auschwitz. That's wild. Yeah, that was an interesting incident because it definitely was like, because they killed several Americans in that incident, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the part mm-hmm. of the reason it was so outrageous? And they really, really tried really hard to make it seem like the Americans deserved it by showing like the close-ups of like them hitting them with the chair and stuff like that. Yep, it was yep. I, that was a very heavy Hasbro barrage. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess. It is, does seem kind of like weird that they wouldn't try harder too, and they would make some such an obvious fake. Uh, that that's also strange. It's almost like they don't give a shit, and they just know that people will just accept it and move on. You know, uh, is that crazy? It is absolutely crazy. Um, I guess um, before we wrap this up, do you want to? call out any specific media networks this because this is something i was curious about because obviously fox news we knew that Mm -hmm. you know they would go full balls to the wall neocon if the right opportunity came around again and they you know they are with the israel situation right now they seem particularly aggressive but are there any other news networks or alternative media even or even any kind of media platforms that you see that are particularly egregious or any figures that you're surprised by that sort of became like extremely Zionist acting and really hardcore, you know, Islamophobic in the, in the wake of all this, like mostly American figures I'm talking about. I mean, I luckily, because I'm not really following, like, I mean, I'm not watching CNN and stuff. I talked to mom earlier and she just said, it's like, it's just Israel like regurgitation 24 seven where like Nancy Pelosi is talking about human shields. And I mean, this is whenever something happens with Israel, it, it, your party affiliation does not matter at all. They are a hundred percent lockstep bipartisan consensus for whatever Israel does. And the fact that Biden's going over there and green lighting all of this right after this massacre is just beyond the pale, but I will call out AOC and I will call out Bernie Sanders because I was so worried, Robbie, that there was going to be a massive chilling effect on just protests, pro-Palestine yeah. solidarity actions because of what Hamas did or did not do. And AOC condemned solidarity actions in New York City I saw right that, after yeah. Israel started started unfolding their plan for genocide. I mean, how grotesque. That so-called democratic socialists 
are out there condemning protests as anti-Semitic. Yeah. It is a disgrace. It is sick. I was so worried that there was going to be no demonstrations, that everyone was just going to be terrified to speak out because they were going to be seen as Hamas sympathizers. And you saw the ritualistic fervor, just like, like, I mean, we've seen this before, Robbie. We've seen it before. Why won't you condemn Hamas, Robbie? Why? Mm -hmm. Well, will you condemn Hamas? To goddamn Palestinians who are the tokenized Palestinians who in the golden ticket moment where they are allowed on mainstream media and they, these people have lost family members. One guy lost six family members and the anchor after he told them that I lost six family members, he said, well, why won't you condemn Hamas? Yeah. Yeah. Why? It's incredible. I mean, this is, this is the ritual. This is the ritual that you have to go through. Yeah. And AOC joined in baby. How dare you? Yeah. How dare all of you, dude? Are we blind to the roots of what caused this? Are we blind to the notion of blowback? Are we blind to what facilitates acts like this? Don't don't play ignorant with me. It's the root the root is occupation. The root is the siege. I mean Come yeah, on, man. It, there there was a there was a very strong push to like make it seem like there was all this anti-Semitism or like glee for Jews being killed and whatever these original attacks were, which we still don't really fully know, um, which I never really saw any evidence at all. Like I saw a lot of people being like, can't people just stop like being excited that all these Jews are being killed or like, why aren't like, why are we not feeling also bad for like Jews who are being killed or like Israelis being killed? And I, I saw some leftist fall, like some kind of left adjacent or leftist falling for that paradigm as well. And I was really surprised to see that because it's like I follow a lot of people, you know, people, some people who say stupid shit I don't agree with. And I literally did not see anything like that. I mean, maybe I saw a couple of like, you know, things very early on where people were like excited about this, what seemed like just like a really intense uprising. But I didn't see. I, I didn't see anything having to do with what people are claiming. Like I did not see anybody excited that Jews are being killed. I did not see anybody <laughs> expressing excitement that like if an Israeli like kid got killed, did you see anything like that at all? That, you know, that when people say they're, they wish people would condemn both sides of the, do you see anything like that happening? No, that that's a thing, Robbie. No, all I saw, the only thing that I, that, that people are, that I've seen actual evidence of is people like showing the paragliding Hamas guy as like either on like, I saw like one guy holding a sign. Oh, like of just the, the image picture of, the, of, of him, the paragliding yeah. Hamas guy. Yeah. And then like a couple avies that show the paragliding Hamas guy. And it's like, I'm sorry, that is not a valid argument. Yeah. It's become an iconic that image. This is some really sort fast. of like, right. Yeah. And it's also just like, well, it's also like, yeah, I mean, especially Palestinians, it's like, yeah, I mean, what are you, this this doesn't mean and that's what's so crazy like what Biden said that this is as consequential as the Holocaust to to say that th their actions are anti-Semitic that they hate Jews that they just want to break into the borders of Israel and kill Jews what in the hell are they talking about they're unoccupied people who are trying to break out of a ghetto akin to the Nazi concentration camp of the Warsaw ghetto uprising it is 
unbelievable that they have been able to flip reality on its head and say, oh no, they just want to kill Jews in mass. It's crazy, Robbie. It, it is, I, I've never seen, any, I feel like I'm like schizophrenic, even though I know that we're in the reality-based community, but it, it does feel like schizophrenic well, it is, to it, see all of this unfold. It is it is basically schizophrenic because it's such a divergent branch of such seemingly convicted belief that is so disconnected from reality that it's, it's disturbing because you can like, like for example, Biden in his address to the nation, let's maybe just close out talking about his speech, which he followed up a statement from, I think a couple days ago saying that what happened in Israel was like 15, nine That was an actual quote from Biden. In this new speech he gave tonight, which was an address to the nation directly, like, you know, to television, he said, um, he kept saying, talking out both sides of his mouth, like, of course, 100% pretty much across the board condemning, uh, uh, you know, the Hamas side, but then also saying the Palestinians have the right, you know, have a, have a right to their own self-determination. Uh, he also said something like, you know, and we also need to be like worried about the rise in Islamophobia that we've seen after this attack. So you mentioned the Palestinian boy who got stabbed and murdered, which is a horrific, um, you know, murder by a, a dumb neocon piece of shit who was probably just like driven into a fervor by all the right wing media we're seeing right now. But Biden was trying to basically equ make equivalency between that and Jewish kids in America who are afraid to go to school because they're hearing about how uh, people want to kill their kind. And it's like, there isn't like th this, this idea that there's some kind of mission that like, even let's say even ISIS was still around, like they weren't going out randomly and specific, like targeting you if you were specifically Jewish, like no, that, that like never happened. Like is, I mean, Yes, there has been an anti-Semitic maybe bent to certain like targeting of people who have like died in supposed uh, terrorist attacks before, but like is that even like a thing that exists that like you you will die because you're a Jew by like some kind of Islamic terrorist force? That's a, that's like a completely made up premise. That's what's fascinating, and may, yeah, maybe on the off chance that like a Jewish person might get targeted in like a hate crime. But that would also be from like a right wing person. So I mean, that's that's the part that I think is so fascinating is that they literally have to make up things about the Palestinian side and people in the Palestinian solidarity movement. Uh, you know, all these different groups that are pro Palestinian, in order to create some kind of quasi equivalency between the two, or or like. You know, but that's not even their purpose. I mean, like the real Hasbaris and the Zionists, their real desire is, you know, to make the other side seem like they're barbaric animals and to make their side seem like they're an oppressed peoples that is just merely fighting for their own survival because they're so in such few numbers. Um, so um, pretty disturbing situation overall. Uh, I think, Abby, I saw you mentioned that 10 journalists of all different, um, you know, foreign networks uh, have been killed so far during this conflict. And I could just end this one 
end this episode with just a quote from Biden sounding basically really out of it, you know, half conscious. I, I don't know. It's pretty disturbing, you know, to see him do an address to the nation. And basically the premise of this speech was comparing what's happening in Ukraine to what's happening, uh, you know, with Israel and their fight against Hamas. And he's basically comparing the importance of how we need to essentially support both, you know, the war in Ukraine against Putin and uh, against uh, Hamas. Sorry for the abrupt uh, interruption here, but I just wanted to thank everybody for listening to Media Roots Radio, for helping spread the word about Media Roots Radio in the past. We've been doing this for over 10 years, and uh, we're going to keep going. And we also want to give a shout out to our Patreon subscribers, who without your continuing support, we don't know how we'd be able to do this, especially at the frequency which we do do it. So thank you again, everybody out there listening. And if you're not already a subscriber to Meaty Roots Radio, please consider going to patreon.com slash Radio. But of course... Also, please consider donating and supporting any Gaza aid fund right now that is credible and is legitimate. And if you're wondering what happened at the very end, uh, we lost our connection with Abby about six minutes before we wrapped the podcast. Uh, We apologize for that glitch. Um, And uh, Abby just wanted to say, take care, everybody. Uh, since she wasn't here to do it herself. Thanks again for listening. And uh, coming from me, take care, everybody. Good evening, my fellow Americans. We're facing an inflection point in history. One of those moments where the decisions we make today are going to determine the future for decades to come. That's what I'd like to talk with you about tonight. Now, early this morning, I returned from Israel. They tell me I'm the first American president to travel there during the war. I met with the prime minister and members of his cabinet. And most movingly, I met with Israelis who had personally lived through horrific horror of the attack by Hamas on the 7th of October. More than 1,300 people slaughtered in Israel, including at least 32 American citizens. Scores of innocents, from infants to the elderly grandparents, Israelis, Americans taken hostage, As I told the families of Americans being held captive by Hamas, we're pursuing every avenue to bring their loved ones home. As president, there is no higher priority for me than the safety of Americans held hostage. The terrorist group Hamas unleashed pure, unadulterated evil in the world. But sadly, the Jewish people know perhaps better than anyone that there is no limit to the depravity of people when they want to inflict pain on others. In Israel, I saw people who were strong, determined, resilient, and also angry, in shock, and in deep, deep pain. I also spoke with President Abbas, the Palestinian Authority, and reiterated the United States remains committed to the Palestinian people's right to dignity and to self-determination. The actions of Hamas terrorists don't take that right away. Like so many other, I'm heartbroken by the tragic loss of Palestinian life, including the explosion at the hospital in Gaza, which was not done by the Israelis. We mourn every innocent life lost. We can't ignore the humanity of innocent Palestinians who only want to live in peace and have an opportunity. 
You know, the assault on Israel echoes nearly 20 months of war, tragedy, and brutality inflicted on the people of Ukraine. People that have been very badly hurt since Putin launched his all-out invasion. We've not forgotten the mass graves, bodies found bearing signs of torture, rape used as a weapon by the Russians, and thousands and thousands of Ukrainian children forcibly taken into Russia, stolen from their parents. Sick. Hamas and Putin represent different threats, but they share this in common. They both want to completely annihilate a neighboring democracy, completely annihilate it. Hamas' stated purpose for existing is the destruction of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Hamas uses Palestinian civilians as human shields, and innocent Palestinian families are suffering greatly because of them. Meanwhile, Putin denies Ukraine has or ever had real statehood. He claims the Soviet Union created Ukraine. We cannot and will not let terrorists like Hamas and tyrants like Putin win. I refuse to let that happen. Moments like these, we have to remind, we have to remember who we are. We are the United States of America. The United States of America. And there is nothing, nothing beyond our capacity if we do it together. My fellow Americans, thank you for your time. May God bless you all. May God protect our troops.